Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, uh, coming at you with uh, an episode kind of breaking down Kentucky's NCAA tournament resume, remaining schedule. Uh, I'm going to tell you about the net, Ken Palm, all those things. I had someone reply last night to a tweet saying that I should uh, do a solo episode breaking down the net rankings, explaining how it works, uh, what it means, and what it's used for. Uh, so that is exactly what we're going to do in this episode. Obviously, Kentucky coming off a huge win versus Tennessee Saturday at Rupp Arena, 107-79, to one of the most efficient games of basketball that you will ever see. I'm, I'm talking just a total beatdown. Tennessee had no answer. Tennessee hit 11 threes and still lost by 28, which is incredible to think uh, that a team can get the double-digit three-pointers and still lose a game by nearly 30 points. It was just a total beatdown by Kentucky. One of the most impressive performances I've seen in Kentucky basketball history, honestly, and uh, kind of reminded me of Kentucky's beatdown of Florida when Florida was number one in 2003, and they came to Rupp Arena. And that, that's kind of the feeling that it had Saturday is that Tennessee just had no chance to defeat Kentucky, and, and Kentucky picked up a huge quad one win. And to this point in the season right now, Kentucky has two quad one wins, North Carolina on a neutral floor in December, and then Tennessee at Rupp Arena on Saturday. So going through the net here, Kentucky's got two and three in quadrant one. They're one and zero oh in quad two. They're two and zero oh in quad three, and they're nine and zero oh in quad four. So a lot of those early again November games qualified as quad fours, as did the Georgia game a couple of weeks or last week, and then the Missouri game in December all qualified as quad fours. Uh, so Kentucky's got a lot of work to do here when it comes to a resume, but it's actually starting to take shape. Kentucky's up to number 11 in the net. They're number five in Ken Palm today. Uh, number 11 in the net is the highest ranking of the season for Kentucky. They, they got as high as number 12 after Vandy last week and then not playing for a couple of days. What you see with the net is it fluctuates. So they're, they might be 11 today and they might drop to 12 tomorrow, depending on what happens in college basketball. Now, Illinois was ahead of them today at 10 and they draw or they lost. So you could see the net kind of fluctuate there and maybe shift in front of, in favor of Kentucky. Uh, so just going to go through the net and kind of explain how it works when it comes to quadrants. I know I tweeted that out uh, last night explaining it, but uh, they did make some changes this season for the 2021, 22 year. And the formula is kind of, uh, depends on a couple of things. They, they use two components of it. They, they do adjusted net efficiency rating and team, team value index. Um, it rewards teams for beating quality opponents, especially games that are away from home. So right now, Kentucky's got the neutral site win versus North Carolina, and they've got the win versus Tennessee at Rupp Arena. But they have some quad one opportunities beginning on Wednesday night at Texas A&M. And on Saturday at Auburn, that's a quad one. They got a quad one again late next weekend at Kansas, those wins away from Rupp Arena in that quad one category would really, really change Kentucky's resume and uh, make it even more impressive. But let's just go through and explain how the quadrants work on the net. And, and I'm sure some of you listening to this, you already know. Uh, just, just bear with me, be patient here, because I, I know it is confusing for a lot of people. If you don't dive into these things, you're like, what are we talking about? What qualifies as a quad one win? Because like at Florida right now would be a quad one but Florida Rupp Arena would qualify as a quad two. There's reasons behind that. So quadrant one is a home win against a team that is ranked one through 30 in the net. It's a neutral site win versus a team ranked one through 50, and then it counts as a quad one if it's an away victory, a true road game with a team ranked one through 75. So 
Uh, for example, here, if Kentucky were to play North Carolina right now at Rupp Arena, it would be a quad two. But playing them at North Carolina would be a quad one because North Carolina is currently number 32 in the net. And the reason that's one of Kentucky's quad one victories is that game was played at a neutral site with North Carolina being 32 in the net, one through 50 is what qualifies that as a quad one. Quad two is a home win, 31 through 75, neutral 51 through 100, and away 76 through 135. Quad three, home 76, one through 60, neutral 101 to 200, away 136 to 240. And then quadrant four is a home win, 161 through 353, neutral 201 through 353, and then away 241 through 353. And then anything outside of that, uh, just a non-D1 win, which Texas A&M does have one of those uh, in late December. But So that breaks down the net rankings and what it means. I do have that on my timeline on Twitter at GBB Country. If you want to go back and kind of bookmark that, take a screenshot of it. There's also a website that you can visit that I use for a lot of my work. It's called bracketologist.com. And, and that would be one that I would bookmark if I were a Kentucky fan or a college basketball fan. Bookmark that website. It tells you everyone's resume. It gives you their Ken Palm. It gives you their net, their BPI, their KPI, their average, their opponent's average net ranking, their record, all of it, strength of record. And then it breaks it down into categories of what qualifies as a quad one, a quad two, a quad three, and a quad four. And you can see Kentucky's entire schedule and it updates daily. Uh, so right now, Kentucky's on a three game win streak. And the schedule really gets tough from here. I uh, got a road trip to Texas A&M and then followed that with a road trip to Auburn. Texas A&M is currently number 51 in the net. Auburn is number five in the net. So those qualify as back-to-back quad one opportunities. If Kentucky can get both, that's three straight quad one victories going back to the Tennessee game on Saturday. And if Kentucky can get north of 500 in the quad one category, you're already seeing it. Joe Lenardi moved him up to a three seed in his latest bracketology on Sunday. They're starting to climb that ladder. A win versus Auburn this week and a win versus Texas A&M. And, and Kentucky definitely moves to the two-seed line, in my opinion. And then before they go to a road trip to Kansas the following week and a home game versus Mississippi State, you, you could look up if, if Kentucky closes the month strong here. And let's let's just say they do the, the thing that's kind of unthinkable. And I'm sure a lot of people would probably take the, take the other uh, odds here if you said whether Kentucky is going to go undefeated in this run or finish January – on a win streak, uh, obviously at a road trip to Kansas and a road trip to Auburn and back-to-back Saturdays, that's a tall task. I think Kentucky definitely needs to get one of those games. And if they do, I think they're in two-seed territory. If they finish the month out with those wins, you could see this team being talked about as a one-seed because then they only have three losses going into February. As of right now, all three of those losses are quad ones. Uh, so the first loss was Duke on a neutral site floor. That's a number 12 in the net. Notre Dame is 74. It's barely a quad one. Qualifies as one through 75. So it was a quad three at the time of the loss. It climbed to a quad two in late December. Now it's a quad one. If that thing could stay at a quad one, it really helps Kentucky. But I could see that loss ended up being a quad two on Selection Sunday, depending on what the Irish do the rest of the year. But it is now in that territory of it's no longer a horrible loss. And then LSU, seven in the net, that's going to finish as a quad one loss in March on Selection Sunday. So they have a good resume. Now if they can just add quality wins in that quad one category, then you're talking a lot of good stuff about Kentucky's resume. And to be exact here, I put this on Twitter last night. Uh, This is the breakdown of their schedule. So Kentucky's remaining schedule, they have quad one opportunities here against 
at Texas A&M, at Auburn, at Kansas, at Alabama, at Tennessee, at Florida, at Arkansas, home versus LSU, and home versus Alabama. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine quad one games remaining. That's before the SEC tournament. Those count as well. So nine quad one games remaining, seven of them are away from Rep Arena. So we'll go back to what I told you at the beginning of this episode, that they, they value those wins away from home. If Kentucky can run that streak of seven road games and maybe go five and two in it in league play, get those two at home, add seven quad one wins to the resume, then you're talking nine, ten quad one wins before you get into selection Sunday in the NCAA tournament because you're going to get a couple in the SEC tournament if you play well. Kentucky is going to be in business for a really good seed. Now, I'm, I'm talking being in play for a one, a two, or a one and a two if they finish strong here. Uh, then the remaining part of the schedule, that's the quad ones. They have quad two opportunities at home against Mississippi State at South Carolina and then Florida at Rupp Arena. Uh, honestly, I, I think I would pick Kentucky in all three of those right now. I know South Carolina has been a tricky place to play. They, they've lost there. Ever since I've been covering the UK beat, they, they haven't won at South Carolina. I've covered two games there, and they've lost both of them. But I would think that this Kentucky team, the way that they're playing, uh, could get a win against South Carolina. And then three And then two quad three games at home, one against Fandy and one against Ole Miss. So, so those don't hurt you, but they kill you if you lose them. I think Kentucky should be okay in the quad two and quad three categories. It's that quad one part of the schedule now. Uh, where does Kentucky finish in those nine quad one opportunities? I, I think a – a seven and two run in that stretch is, is really hard to ask. I mean, you're talking Alabama twice, Tennessee on the road, at Florida, LSU again at Rupp Arena, you're at Kansas, you're at Auburn. But if they could go seven and two, then, then you're really in business. And you're, you're talking maybe going into the SEC tournament with five losses. And then that would be uh, a very, very good spot to be in. You're, you're in contention for a one seed. It's only a kick, a jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you do that now, breaking down Texas A&M's resume, this is a team they're 15 and two. So when you look at it, they're four and zero in the SEC. Kentucky's going to play the two remaining teams beaten in league play this week. They're going to play Auburn Saturday, and they're playing Texas A&M Wednesday night. Both of them on the road, so this is a gauntlet schedule. But when you look at A&M and you dive into their schedule, they have beaten Notre Dame, a team that beat Kentucky, but they've played one quad one game, and that was a loss to Wisconsin uh, way back early in the season. They're two and one in quad two games. They're six and zero oh in quad three, six and zero oh in quad four, and they're one and zero oh in non D one games. So uh, this is a Texas A and M team that has kind of benefited from a schedule that hasn't been that tough. Uh, they're up to like I said, number fifty one in the net. They're fifty nine in Ken Palm. Their average opponent net is two is one ninety one. Their average net win is two thirteen. So uh, I mean that's it's not it's not a very good uh, very good number there. Kentucky's average net win obviously two hundred four that November schedule, 
Uh, not a lot of tough games there, but but Kentucky did play North Carolina. They they have played Duke. They have played some tough teams, but uh, Texas A&M currently right now on an eight-game win streak. And when you look at that, only one of those games were a, was a quad two. The rest were quad three or quad four or a non-D1. So that, that win streak can get a little bit misleading. In league play, they've played 226 in the net, Georgia, 56 Arkansas, 115 Ole Miss, and 225 Missouri. I had a two-point win versus Georgia, a five-point win versus Arkansas. They beat Ole Miss by 16, and then they beat Missouri by three. So a little bit misleading when you look at that 15-2. and I know John Calipari said on his radio show tonight that he's surprised they're not ranked in the top 25. That's just coach speak. Because when you look at this resume, there's a reason why they're not ranked in the top 25 at 15-2 and 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 4-0 league plates because they really haven't beaten anyone. They have no quad one wins. They have quad two wins versus Notre Dame, 74 and that was a neutral site win, by the way. And then they have a quad two win versus Arkansas. So there's nothing on this resume that tells you that Texas A&M should be a top 25 team. Now, if they go beat Kentucky on Wednesday night, okay, now you, you can start uh, getting into that and figuring out where they fall. But th- this is a game for Texas A&M where they want to prove themselves. But I also think this is a game where Kentucky could dominate again. And they need to. They need to go get an, a, a quad one win away from Rupp Arena. Uh, will this remain a quad one win as the season goes along? I don't know. A 51 in the net, if Texas A&M with this schedule, they got Kentucky, they're at Arkansas on Saturday, and then they go to LSU next week. They still play Tennessee. They play LSU again. They play Auburn. They play Alabama. Uh, I, I don't know exactly where they'll fall, but it, it would be big if you get it because they, they do have some wiggle room here with 24 spots in the net that that might be a, a good quad one win away from Rupp Arena. Uh, when you get to selection Sunday. So if Kentucky can take care of business, that would be a good thing on uh, Wednesday night. That's an 8.30 tip, uh, by the way. I think it's an SEC network game, if I'm not mistaken. But I was talking to you about Ken Palm, too. Uh, Kentucky made a huge jump in Ken Palm uh, with that win over Tennessee. It's now fifth. They're fourth in adjusted offensive efficiency. And then they're 26 in adjusted defensive efficiency. So the defensive number has gone down a bit in the last week or so. Obviously, Xavier Wheeler out a couple games made an impact with that. But the way Kentucky's scoring the basketball right now, it does it doesn't really matter if you're giving up 60 points or, or 70 points. If if you're scoring 107 points and the, the number amount of times that they've scored 90 in the last few games, I mean, let's go back and look at at this stretch here where they've scored points. Uh, let me click on Kentucky's resume here. Sorry, I'm about a little bit of a cold, so if I'm having trouble talking, that that's a little bit why. But let's go back here. So beginning with North Carolina, 98 points, 95 versus Western, 83 versus Missouri, 92 versus High Point, only 60 at LSU, but you got to remember they were without both both point guards late in that game. Xavier Wheeler played three minutes. Tata was, had cramps down the stretch. 92 versus Georgia, 78 versus Vandy, but they were efficient offensively at Vandy. Had some moments where uh, guys were off the bench, they didn't play well, and then Vandy closed with a run there, and Kentucky went scoreless in the final five or six minutes. But then 107 versus Tennessee, this is a team that had 100 versus Robert Morris early in the year, 86 versus Albany, 86 versus North Florida, 85 versus Central Michigan. They have put up points the entire season and now you have guys like Ty Ty Washington that's emerged into a star. He, he's figured his game out. Xavier Wheeler, there was no hiccups with him returning, went straight into the starting lineup. I was bringing up the other day that maybe you want to bring him off the bench and not develop and not mess up the flow. Oh, there was no flow to mess up. Davion Mintz did his thing off the bench. Ty Ty did his thing. Uh, all, all these guys playing well. Kellen Grady shooting the three. This is a team right now that is firing on all cylinders 
and I'm just not sure how you slow them down. They have so many different ways that they can beat you offensively, and and they finally hit their stride. Roles are defined now. This is a team that's playing with a ton of confidence. You can tell that they like playing together, and this is a fun stretch. Buckle up for the next two weeks. This is where Kentucky basketball is going to get a lot of fun, and it's been a while, right? 2020, that season, that stretch where they beat Texas Tech, they beat Arkansas on the road, they went to Auburn, they, they come back and had the win against Florida. They get you feeling good. You've not really felt good since. Well, now's your time to kind of enjoy this, bask in a little bit and have fun because the next two games are going to go to number two Auburn on Saturday. And then you got another road trip where they're going to play Kansas, uh, another top 10 team the following week. That's two opportunities for Kentucky to really prove itself. But sandwiched in between those is a game versus Mississippi State next week and then a game versus Texas A&M Wednesday night. So uh, a stretch here of some really fun competition. And, and in my opinion, Kentucky showed me Saturday that they're capable of winning a national championship. They're a final weekend of the NCAA tournament team because they're efficient. They're so efficient offensively. That efficiency is going to be there the entire year. They're going to put up points. If this team locks in, defends, and they keep getting better, they get some quality wins, they can put themselves in position to get a top two seed. And I, they're definitely in that conversation, in my opinion, especially if they pick up uh, one of these road wins at Auburn or Kansas. And I think that a two seed is very likely if they finish strong. If they get both of them, they move into a one seed territory, in my opinion. But but this is a team that they've shown you what they can do. But the next two weeks is all about proving themselves to the national media and, and where they stand. Uh, I think a lot of people still hung up on that loss to Notre Dame. Maybe the fact that they, they still haven't beaten anyone. Now they destroyed Tennessee, which is an impressive win. You saw that in the polls. Tennessee only dropped two two spots in the AP poll because voters are like, okay, that's a pretty good Kentucky team, especially the way that they shot Saturday at Rep Arena. So that was some respect towards Kentucky and Tennessee there uh, that they stayed in the poll. You got more opportunities with LSU. There's quality win opportunities on the schedule for this team. And uh, that, that's why I think that this resume is going to take care of itself. Uh, no bad losses as of right now. Uh, you, you just you can't have any of those bad losses that just destroy those quad threes, those quad fours. And uh, if Notre Dame slides to a quad two, it's, it's okay if you go get a win at Auburn or if you go get a win at Kansas, you, you cancel those things out. But that loss at Notre Dame is not as bad as it looked in early December. Uh, now when you look up in uh, mid-January. So this is a team that is starting to put it together. They're fun to watch. They score the ball. And uh, just, uh, just a lot of fun, honestly. So I would buckle up and enjoy this ride the next few weeks. But I wanted to hop on here and just explain the net kind of dive into Ken Palm and tell you some things about that. I mean, Kentucky jumped five spots in Ken Palm after that game the other day. Uh, and offensive efficiency climbed, and how could it not when you put up 107 points? One of the most impressive performances I've ever seen at any level of basketball. And uh, this team, to me, starting to hit their stride. They're having fun, and uh, I think right now they're confident that they can beat anyone. You play that Duke game right now at Madison Square Garden, I think Kentucky could win that game by honestly eight to ten points. I really do, if not more. Uh, the way that Ty Washington's playing, uh, the way Oscar's playing, all, all these pieces playing together, that, that's a team that right now Kentucky's better than. Kentucky's better than Notre Dame. Uh, Kentucky would beat LSU. I think if they played at LSU and, and they had a healthy Savier Wheeler, I think that was a win anyhow that night. So you'll get a chance to see them at Rupp Arena later this season. So that this is a team that's playing very well right now, getting a lot of attention. I think that they could uh, certainly get a ton of it if they find a way to go 2-0 this week, and they're going to have their opportunities. But as always, the show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, Pineville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. 
I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.